Thanks for joining us. Chairman of the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Appreciate uh, John Sedanich and uh, Mark Johnson joining us uh, last hour. Coming up, Mary Doan will uh, join us, Central Girls basketball coach. The uh, Central Girls, they still have a shot. So you're saying there's still a chance. And there is a chance for the Central Girls to win the league title. It would take a win against Fruta tonight and then Durango to upset Fruta Monument on Saturday, which that's that's more of a likely possibility now than it was a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. Now that they've got back uh, two or three players from injury and um, but Fruta will be at home in that game on Saturday. But uh, Fruta at Central tonight and uh, a chance for Central to uh, maybe somehow find a way to snag a league title. Fruit of Monument has other plans. Jeff Johnson, he was with us yesterday. He says, you know, their, their goal, one of their goals this season was to win the Southwestern League after they came up short last year, losing out to Durango. So uh, we'll have coverage tonight, 5-15 pregame, 5-30 tip for the girls, the boys at 7 o'clock tonight from Central High School. Also, we'll have a Maverick Baseball today, the leadoff weekend, uh, presented by Courtyard by Marriott over the Diamond at the Bergman Sports Complex as the Maverick baseball team scores off against Montana State Billings. So uh, we'll have that today. Ray McLennan will join me for that one, 1245, uh, right here on the team at CMU Sports Network. All right, 802. And um, got some thoughts about the Nuggets losing three straight, heading to the All-Star break. It's so, it's so hard to assess the Nuggets and the Avalanche right now because yeah. the talent on both these teams is undeniable. But the Avalanche, they've they've hit a rough patch. They were able to right the ship a little bit after the All-Star break with the, the they had the four-game losing streak, but they they get the win at Washington 6 to 3 the other night. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt that the Avalanche are one of the fastest teams in the league thanks to Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, but he skates like the wind. But they're just seems to be something missing about this team in terms of maybe a, a two-way player like Anazem Kadri or, or Gabriel Landeskog. Ryan Johansson has not really panned out the way they thought he would coming over from Nashville. That that, is not, uh, that has not turned out the way I think the, the Avs hoped it would. I think they thought he'd be more of a, a scoring threat than than he's been this season. Like they got Zach Parisi five years too late. Probably, yeah, that's, you know, yes. You know, and they miss the whatever-it-takes guy. Not to say that... Which was Kadri. Which was Kadri. Not to say that these guys are, you know, stopping short of giving their all. Some guys just don't have that extra sense or, you know that knows that they can stick in, whether it be a corner or, you know, an intimidation factor. Miko Ranton's intimidating because his size and skill. There's nobody on this team that other guys have to watch out for when they're on the ice. Yeah, they have to guard everybody, but there's not any player on this Avs team where you're like, that guy's out there, we got to, we got to tread a little more carefully. Because when you have all these skaters, other teams are like, hey, fine, we can skate too. We've been, we were born on skates. We may not be as fast, 
But this is, you know, what we do. And it doesn't... They have no way to slow other teams down. And that has become a problem for this team. And... You know, there's a really good piece. Like on, if you don't watch the puck drop, you're going to yeah. watch the avalanche. You're going to turn them on. They're down to nothing. And it feels like they, they constantly are digging themselves out of a hole. Mm-hmm. Constantly. And there's a really good piece on Mile High Hockey, by the way, if you want to check it out, that um, they did a comparison like with the Bruins, the Panthers, the, the Canucks. Of course, the Canucks, one of the best teams in the league right now, with the best team in the Western Conference right now. And just kind of comparing what the avalanche the numbers are at, at even strength power play penalty kill and it's it's interesting to look at some of these numbers there's a there's a lot to to dig through and so one of the things that the avalanche tend to have a problem with according to this just to give you a very quick thumbnail sketch mm-hmm. they don't spend a lot of time in the other team's offensive zone there are these other teams like the Canucks and, and and the Bruins and others. They tend to really dominate a lot of zone time in the offensive end. Colorado's not really not really that's not their forte. And so, what do you do to fix that problem? They also, the, the problems that they've had recently with with the power play have been a really really concerning matter for for Jared Bednar in Colorado. But it's a, it's a good. Uh, deep dive. If you want to go over to Mile High Hockey, uh, you know they're the Avalanche still talent-wise, one of the very best teams in the league. You got McKinnon, you've got McCarr, you've got Rantanen. When and you I, have those three, you've yeah. got a hell of a lot of talent. But it's everything around them right now. And I think that's one of the reasons why they don't get a lot of time just camping out in the other team's zone. Because you have a lot of guys out there that zip pass, zip pass, shot. All right, didn't go in. Rebound controlled because they don't have that guy in front of the net that can just control the area to whack in a rebound, and the other team clears it. Another thing, too, that this article talks about is that the Avalanche don't have really you know, guys with, with big shots. They've got... McKinnon, they've got Ranton and McCarr, maybe Josh Manson, but they don't have guys that really... They don't have a rifle. Yeah, amp up the velocity in terms of putting pucks on the net. And that's another area where they're they're kind of lacking right now I as mean, well. They, they probably could with Ranton in, but just because of his size, he's enormous, probably get some good MPH on that shot. But, like, without anybody in front to you know, gobble up a rebound and try to put it back. That's another, that's a Landeskog type thing too. How many Gabe Landeskog goals do you see where it's off a rebound or it's off the boards where a shot goes wide or something like that? Gritty kind of dirty goal. Yes. They don't have guys that I hate to, I hesitate to say they don't want dirty goals, but there's a feeling of when I watch this team, I get a sense that they're the heatles. You know, LeBron, Bosch, Wade, where Bosch gives it off to LeBron and does the arms open and LeBron's dunking in the background where they'd much rather score that way than just lay it in. I get that feeling that 
I would much rather have a nice assist on a one-timer than an ugly goal. There's a little bit of that to me. Absolutely. And I mentioned Ryan Johansson, and he's been a disappointment. He's, he only has 19 points this year. He's got 11 goals, eight assists, but you expected more yeah. than that from Ryan Johansson. And they've gotten more production from, from Taves and Colton and Logan O'Connor and guys like that. And how much do they miss, miss Nachushkin right now? Big body in front of the net. Mm-hmm. He was one of the hottest players in the league before he went into the player assistance program. That's been a big, big loss for the Avalanche as well. Yeah, their their slide kind of coincides with that. It does. The, the two do feel connected mm-hmm. when he went into the player assistance program. All right, 809, Jim along with uh, the Buckeye boy today, and it's time to go around the NFL. Yeah! The latest on the Broncos and the league is around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. And I hate to start out around the NFL with this, but we almost feel like we're, we're compelled to do so. And that is, of course, the the uh, incident yesterday, the shootings in Kansas City during the uh, Super Bowl parade for the Kansas City Chiefs, where one person dead, 21 injured in that shooting yesterday. President Biden issued a statement saying, quote, the Super Bowl is the most unifying event in America. Nothing brings more of us together. And the celebration of a Super Bowl win is a moment that brings a joy that can't be matched to the winning team and their supporters for this joy to be turned into tragedy today in Kansas City cuts deep into the American soul. And as we said last hour, we do sports. We're not here to come up with gun law policy or suggestions we might have our own personal opinions on that, but I don't think, think we get down to it to be quite honest about it. You nor I, Buckeye, have have a solution to this, have, yeah. have anything that, hey, this is what they need to do to fix this problem. I don't know what. In this, in this case yesterday, once again, possible gang violence. They've, they've detained three individuals from yesterday's shootings. Bad guys are going to get guns. Criminals are going to find guns. This this has the feeling of being different than a, a school shooting. Someone who is mentally unstable getting a gun and there was the warning signs there that they shouldn't have it. This is not that. It doesn't seem to be that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have terrorist connections, at least from what we're hearing so far, that it sounded like it was individuals potentially gang-related that got into it with each other, and that's this is what happened yesterday. And that, unfortunately, the, the 21 people that were shot, somewhat collateral damage and whatever, once again, nothing to confirm this, just things that I've read in bits and pieces and, and hearing others that have law enforcement experience uh, in matters like this, that, that appears to be the case, that uh, these individuals got into it at the event, started shooting, and the the outcome was horrific yesterday. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been able to parse together. Again, that's just straight up conjecture on my part, but it just has that feeling that this isn't like the others, but that doesn't really matter. It's again, it's another situation in this country where north of twenty people are shot doing something that shouldn't have that worry attached to it, whether it's going to a concert or church 
or school or a Super Bowl parade or going to Walmart or King Supers or the list goes on and on and on and on. And that's that kind of is the problem is the fact that, you know, there were no I, I wasn't even surprised to see that headline come across yesterday. It's it's not shocking I, anymore. Honestly, that's a, that's I was surprised terrible... it took to 2024 to, for there to be a mass shooting yeah. at a victory parade. So, and, and sadly and horribly, some of these were children. Uh, Twelve patients yeah. were taken to Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City. Uh, all are expected to make a full recovery. Nine of them uh, were, were children between the ages of 6 and 15 who were shot. Two patients were children injured in the surrounding chaos of it. Uh, the 12th patient was an adult injured at the parade was treated at Children's Hospital because her child was also there, injured, and she wouldn't leave her child's side. Totally get that and understand that. Mm -hmm. So um, so at least that's one of the, the positive things of this is that those children will recover, but physically, but what about mentally? I mean, that, that's, that's, some, that's, that's trauma that's going to be tough for those kids to deal with. You go to a parade, you're there celebrating your team, winning a championship. You're a kid, you're a young Chiefs fan, you're there with your family. It's, a, it's, it's supposed to be a great time, a, a, a time of joy that's going to last the rest of your life, and instead it turns into, unfortunately, it's going to be a very, a very difficult memory for those kids after what, uh, what happened yesterday. Uh, some other uh, notes, uh, move on to the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos... Uh, dealing with a little bit of off-season uh, business. They re-signed linebacker Jonas Griffith. That uh, Griffith's agent uh, announced that he signed a one-year deal to stay with the Broncos. Uh, Griffith, uh, according to Pro Football Talk, uh, unlikely to leave as he was set for exclusive rights-free agency this off-season. Broncos only had to tender him a contract to keep him from hitting the open market. Where he came over from the 49ers as an undrafted free agent in 2020, then got traded to the Broncos in 2021. And... Um, or he signed with the Niners, I should say, as an undrafted free agent, then was traded to Denver, played in 22 games the next two seasons. He had the torn ACL in early August. Because remember, he was in line to maybe mm -hmm. start, if not start, or at least play a lot in that inside linebacker rotation with Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton. And so now we'll see uh, where it goes in terms of uh, of Jonas Griffith and what, uh, what his role might be with the Broncos moving forward. But at least uh, they got him inked and uh, taken care of also um, bounce back to the rest of the nfl cowboys have a new defensive coordinator one time cu buffs analyst mike zimmer former minnesota oh, yeah. vikings head coach and so zimmer will now take over as the defensive coordinator since uh, dan quinn staying in division but getting a head coaching job with the washington commanders so uh zimmer's always been accused of being kind of a jerk and he described as old school, can be very blunt. He had some very blunt things to say about Kirk Cousins when he was, when he was there and, and others. Mm -hmm. And so Zimmer got introduced as the Cowboys' new defensive coordinator yesterday and uh, back on the sidelines for the first time since 2021. Has ties previously with the Cowboys, was there. And Zimmer said, there's a reputation out there that I'm a jerk or something like that. It is what it is, I guess. But you know... Since it was announced I was going to be here, I've heard from so many players that played for me, players here, not just defensive backs, the linebackers and defensive linemen, have texted me and said how happy they were for me. I think if I was such a jerk, 
I wouldn't be hearing from those guys. I want numbers before I agree. You know, if you've had a couple 300 players play for you and five and seven text you, hey, congratulations. Yeah. That's not great. Now, if you have 70, 80 unread text messages and you've gotten back to 20 or 31 of every three players, then yeah, sure. But that very much is a, I'm not racist. I have four black friends. That's, you know. I have five or six guys I'm that actually like playing for Look me. Look at all these people that congratulated me. And, and I guess part of this, too, at least for me, is that because I'm just going on the story that's a pro football talk. I didn't watch the press conference or anything. Right. Was he asked, hey, Mike, wh- why do people think you're such a jerk? Was he asked that question? Or why mm-hmm. Why do you Why do you have people have the perception that you're so difficult to, to play for? Or did he just bring this up out of nowhere? By the way, I understand there's a rumor out there that you think I'm a big jack wagon. Right. I'm going to say that I got texts from guys who played for me that say that I they think I'm pretty neat. If he brings it up, then true. I feel it's true. Viking safety Harrison Smith played for Zimmer. Mm-hmm. He called him an acquired taste, which is a nice way of saying he's, he's a, a jerk. He's a jerk. Darren Woodson played for him uh, when uh, Zimmer was in Dallas. And he said that players have to adjust to the edge that Zimmer has. But then Zimmer responds with the, the ones who want to be great, they want to be coached. Okay. I'm just curious. I'd like to know, was, was this something he was asked? Right. Or did he have to bring this up because he's trying to let the current Cowboys players. No, uh, you might have heard bad stuff about me. It's not true. There are guys that love me out there. They sent they sent me text. They sent me heart emojis today since it's Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. They love me. I got a box of of candy as well. They love. They still love me. I've watched that Cowboys defense. Mike Zimmer probably shouldn't soften up his image if he's. Hoping to turn them around. They're soft enough. Like it, he, they probably need Mike Zimmer's edge a little bit. Probably wouldn't hurt. Probably would not Offense hurt. Offense, too. See if maybe that yeah. uh, that starts to become part They're of the DNA of the Cowboys. They're a little bit of the Heatles, too. It's like, hey, look at how awesome we look. It's, like it's all you, that style points. You gave up 45 points. Yeah, but we look great. Yeah, we had two picks, though. Wasn't yeah. it? Wasn't that? Look at that one big hit that I had on that one guy. As you threw two pick sixes, Dak. Yeah, but they were perfect spirals. Yeah, it's crazy. See the How's rotation the of that ball. <laughs> All right, it's eight twenty. It's time for the Piles' favorite game on a Thursday, which is I'm fully loaded with hater aid today. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just normal. Maybe I'm back to normal after the Super Bowl. Uh, yes, up for grabs today for uh, who is it? Is a case of New Belgium, courtesy of our friends at High Country Beverage. So that means. You must be 21 and over to play. We take these answers only on the text line. Text only at 970-242-1340. If you want any time in the last two weeks, sit it out. If you don't want the prize, don't try to win the prize. It's very simple. The Almost the simplest thing ever. If you don't want it, don't 
Don't try to win it. And if you do it. win, you're in the never-ending contest yes. for $5,000 in fencing or toward a new pergola mm-hmm. from England, Fence, and Montrose. And, and you know what? If you don't want the beer but you want to be in the never-ending contest, then win, claim the beer, give it to somebody else. And then you're into the never-ending contest, and you can get your fencing done and become an Olympian. There like we go. Bruce Dickinson. Oh, different kind of fencing. My bad. Different kind of fencing. Anyway, okay. Who is it? Spring training at Talking Stick opens today. I am a gold glove winner for the Colorado Rockies, and I still hold the franchise record for at-bats in a season with 690. Almost 700. That's not plate appearance. That's at-bats. Nearly 700 at-bats in a single season for the player we're looking for. For who is it? First correct answer on the text line, 970-242-1340. All right, so send your answer in now. Once again, 970-242-1340. And from Homeward Bound, uh, we have Amber with us this morning. Good morning, Amber. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. You're in to talk about the coldest night of the year walk, which is coming up on the 24th over at Las Colonias. Uh, check-ins at 4 o'clock, uh, starts at 5 o'clock. So th- while the weather's been fairly nice this time of the year, it has. <laughs> still February, it's still a little bit cold. <laughs> Why would somebody want to go out and walk on February 24th in the evening? Tell us, uh, give us the the reason why folks would want to come out and support this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the date was chosen very intentionally because even though you couldn't tell by the weather right now, it's generally a pretty cold time of year and sometimes really the coldest evenings happen in February. And we're doing that because we want people to come out and have an experience that's going to help them relate to what it might feel like if you were houseless and didn't have a warm place to go home to. So folks can get signed up for this uh, at 4 o'clock the night of the event. Can Is there pre-registration involved? And also what else is involved in, in, uh, in signing up and, and being involved in the, in the coldest night of the year walk? Yeah, we definitely require, or we don't require, but we encourage people to register in advance at our website, which is cnoy.com. That's coldestnightoftheyear.com slash Grand Junction. That really just helps things move a little bit smoother. Uh, registration is free for the walk, so it's a really great opportunity to come out really learn a little bit more about this issue and and really just help um, raise funds and awareness for the things that are going on right here in our community. And so when folks go to this on the 24th of Las Colonias, uh, they'll learn more about the the homeless, the houseless here in, in the valley. Uh, what what are some of the things that, that Homeward Bound, that, that you plan on talking to people about in regard to that, Amber? Well, I think people really just need to understand that houselessness is an issue that's really closer to a lot of us than, than we may realize. I think especially with the way the economy's been uh, very many of us are within just a few steps of being in a situation where we may be experiencing something similar. I think it's important for people to understand that, you know, these people are our neighbors, they're our friends, um, they're people in our community that deserve support, and we really want to be there to help them. So somebody wants to get signed up, learn more about uh, the houseless situation here in, in, in the Grand Valley and participate in the coldest night of the year walk. Where do they go to do that? You can go to our website at homewardboundgv.org. There's a link to register for the coldest night of the year there. The year there. <laughs> but there's also lots of information about volunteering. If you're interested in getting involved in our new unhoused resource center that's downtown, you can sign up to do that there as well. Um, so it's a great place to just find out everything that we're doing to really help people find a path home here in the Grand Valley. Fantastic. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Amber. Keep up the, the wonderful work. Thank you so much. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back 824. And on the other side of the break, Mary Doan, Central Girls Basketball Coach, will join us on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. 
Who do I listen to? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader. Whoever suggested that has got to be smoking crack and plenty of it. The team. Get in the huddle with Central Girls basketball coach Mary Doan on the team. And Mary Doan of the Central Girls basketball team. Brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Mary, a difficult week because Fruita loses that game at Montrose, opens the door for your team to win a Southwestern League title. You unfortunately go to Durango after the schedule got shifted and you lose to the Demons down there. But there's still that opportunity for uh, for your basketball team to perhaps win a Southwestern League title. But it really begins tonight when you take on Fruita Monument, uh, and they have to lose to Durango as well on Saturday. But there's still that that window of opportunity for your basketball team to be a league champion. Um, yeah, there is, and you know, I mean, you play to you play for stuff like that. But I mean, honestly, we just got to take care of the things that we can control, and we we didn't do that um, on Monday night, and you know, lots of reasons why, uh, but. Here we are, and we just got to focus on what we can do tonight. Yeah, forty-one to thirty-seven loss at Durango, and uh, Mariah Mestis for them. She had twenty points. She had a really big game for them. They've gotten a lot healthier. They've got some players back that have really helped to kind of turn their fortunes a little bit, haven't they? Uh, yeah, they have. Um, you know, and they played real hard, and, and she had a really good first half. It scored fun in the second out and I mean they they hit some shots uh, early and, and you know advantage of playing at home and I mean, anytime you get those home games hopefully we'll have that tonight uh, but they came out and hit some shots early and uh, we just we also on the flip side um, <clears throat> we were a little rusty trying to put the ball in the hole after not having any days of practice no gym availability so it was one of those, you know, you got to fight through those things though, when during basketball season. Look, you're a no excuses kind of person, but it is difficult when, like you said, you there wasn't the gym available because of wrestling, uh, the, the the girls regional and some of those things, and then you have to play on a Monday night. You have to drive down there on a Monday. It it, it isn't the best recipe for success, especially when you got to go play Durango. It's a tough place to to get a win. We we know that from from uh, from playing days and and everything and, and broadcasting and coaching games and. And it's a, it's a difficult place to get a victory. So it made it created a a real recipe for a difficult uh, road trip for your basketball team. It did, um, absolutely. And then losing EG in the second quarter really kind of hurt us too. And so hopefully, you know, tonight, um, I mean, that's going to be something that we're going to battle as well. You know, I've had a short bench all year long, and now we're down one one more kid. And so, um, you know, but that's, I mean, adversity. I think that's why. Parents want their kids to play sports. They they learn how to battle adversity at a young age, and that's kind of what we've been doing and what we're going to keep doing. Mary Dunn, coach, Central Girls basketball team with us on the Team Sports <clears throat> Network. Last time you played at Fruta, uh, of course, a lot of uh, energy, a lot of motion out there with their uh, Hall of Fame induction. So there was a lot of the, the, the celebratory hoopla that went along with that. And uh, so they, they went out and they took advantage of that emotion in their building. Uh, to win 70 to 52 and I think that the key thing was you, you can't dig yourself a hole like you did the last time you were down 20 to 6 in the first quarter kind of fought your way back in that basketball game they outscored you 18 to 13 in the fourth quarter can't dig that big early hole like you did the last time against the Wildcats 
Uh, nope, it's not easy playing in the holes, Jim. <laughs> and there's a lot of things. I don't think it was just the emotions, but there were uh, some other factors that led to that hole too. And yeah, you just uh, you. I mean, it's hard to play. Doesn't matter who you're playing, and that, that's what happened with uh, with Durango too. We kind of started ourselves in a little bit of a hole, and then tried to dig out of it. And that's just it's basketball's hard enough that to try to play, you know, down by ten um, and catch up. So yep. Well, Mary, the, the good thing, regardless of what happens here, your, your team's still in a you know a good position as far as the the five A postseason goes. You're you're 18th right now in the RPI, so I know league titles. What you, you your your team would love to see happen with the you know making some of your own luck tonight with a win against Fruto Monument, and then maybe Durango coming up with the upset. But uh, still looking ahead to uh, the five A state tournament, that is still uh, uh, very much on the horizon for your basketball team. Yeah, that's super exciting. You know, it's always fun to. Um, get to have that postseason and to have that postseason uh, throughout the year and um, so yeah you know and I think uh, everything anything's possible in the postseason everyone starts back to zero zero and yeah so that is I think the girls are looking forward to that but obviously wanting to just finish the next two games strong all right that's Mary Doan Central girls basketball coach will have uh, both Fertile Monument teams at Central tonight Pre-game at 5.15, girls tip it at 5.30, boys at 7 o'clock. Brought to you by Ken Richard State Farm. Also tonight, same time, so the boys and the girls games, uh, Palisade. They have their uh, senior night tonight when they take on Battle Mountain. All right, uh, Jim along with the Buckeye boy. Text or call us, 970-242-1340. Once again, we announced this in, in the 7 o'clock hour, but we want to uh, hit this one more time that we have our uh, Pile Pigskin Pick'em winners, powered by Kistner Motors. Our overall points winner, Steve Siminer. So congratulations to Steve, by the way. Wins the Traeger Tailgater tailgater, uh, Wood Pellet Grill, courtesy of uh, Fruita Co-op Country, and a $500 gift card to play it against sports. So congratulations to Steve, who was also a big winner last year as well. And our uh, random draw winner, Jarrett Bond. Congratulations to Mr. Bond. A $500 gift card to play it against sports out in the Valley Plaza. But once again, thank you to uh, play it again sports and for the co-op country and Kistner Motors for sponsoring this year's Pile Pigskin Pick'em. All right, 834, our uh, Rick Nelson American Family Insurance Teams Team of the Week coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, so uh, looking forward to unveiling our selection this week for our Teams Team of the Week. So uh, that'll be heading your way in just a little bit. All right, uh, text or call the show today if something on your mind, uh, 970-242-1340. I don't know if I want to save this. I think we might save this. Yeah, the, sure. uh, the Rockies TV. Oh, yeah. Kind of geeked up about this a little bit. Kind of excited. There's pluses and minuses to this, uh, this announcement. Yeah. Yeah, there is. And I think we'll, we'll save this for next hour. Maybe this will be a four-down territory for one of us. I'll, whoever wants to. Did you already have this on your list? or? Uh, Yeah, I did. Okay, so we'll we'll talk about it when you have it next hour for four down territory i think there's good things about mm-hmm. it I, but there's also the lack of one announcement because not everybody is going to stream right or wants to pay 19.99 a month or if you get mlb tv 39.99 a month because it'll be bundled together there are folks that just want to watch it over the air and that is the critical piece of this that's not there yet. Mm-hmm. So we'll dive into that next hour uh, when we get into four down territory. Also, your chance to win at the Wrigley Field, Colorado Sports Trivia next hour 
as well. All right, we'll take a break and we'll come back on the other side. Our Rick Nelson American Family Insurance Teams Team of the Week. That's on the way on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. I'm a big sports addict. I like sports. 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 This is the Jim Davis Show on the Team 101 FM, 1340 AM, Grand Junction, 102.1 FM, Delta Montrose. It's the team's team of the week on the Jim Davis Show. And it's brought to you by Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Our team's team of the week, the Plateau Valley Boys Basketball Team. We've talked about Fruto Monument being 21-0. Delta Girls are on a 15-game winning streak. But the Plateau Valley Boys are saying, well, wait a minute. Up here in Colburn, we put together a 17-game winning streak. They're 17-1 and in the season, 8-0 in the 2A, 1A Western Slope League. And joining us right now on the team line, Coach Mike Vig. Also joining us from the Plateau Valley Cowboys, uh, Jack Vig and Parker Ralston. Gentlemen, a pleasure to have you on the program this morning. Thanks for being our team's team of the week. Thanks, Jim. Good to be here. Good to talk with you, Mike. And, uh, boy, what a, what a run. I, I just referenced Fruit of Monument Boys. They're they're 21-0. and 0. Uh, They have yet to lose. Uh, Delta girls basketball team's on a 15-game winning streak. But like I was saying, your your kids have to say, wait a minute, we, we've won 17 straight. You lost your first game of the season and have uh, rattled off 17 consecutive wins. What's been the key to the success for the Cowboys this season, putting together one of the longer winning streaks uh, here on this side of the hill? Oh, the boys just keep working hard. They have goals that they've set at the beginning of the year um, after uh, making the state tournament last year and coming up short and pretty much bringing everybody back. This is a pretty focused group that uh, knows what they want out of this season, and they work hard every day to uh, to try to achieve that and get better every day so that we give ourselves a chance at the end. So as I mentioned, seventeen and one right now, twenty-one and four last season, eight and one the league lost to uh, Golden View Academy in the state tournament after the win against uh, Crowley County. When we talked to you last year, we we have uh, your son uh, Jack Vig, who averaged twelve point eight points per game last year, and Jack's uh, upped his scoring output this season for the Cowboys. Uh, right now, uh, fifteen, almost fifteen and a half points per game, and just uh, almost eight and a half rebounds per game. So. So, Jack, uh, tell me what went into the work to to improve those numbers. What were some of the things you focused on the offseason to get ready to come back for your junior campaign to have the, the kind of year that you're having right now? Uh, just putting in time in the gym, both the weight room and basketball court. Uh, it's pretty easy to get rebounds when you got when you get stronger. No doubt about that. Was that the emphasis was first rebounding and then scoring? Because you thought, wait, well, get on the offensive glass, that's going to add to my offensive numbers. Was So rebounding, getting bigger, stronger, your, your number one priority? Yep. Now, as far as what about uh, camps and things like that and maybe playing uh, on, on some, some elite teams and things like that, not always easy to do when you live up in Colburn, but what did you do in terms of getting out on the floor and maybe playing uh, some, some other basketball during the offseason? Uh I played a lot in, with my friends this summer, but we also went to a few team camps. Uh, but mainly just playing with my friends because we didn't have an opportunity to go to very many team camps. We're talking with Mike Vig, coach of the Plateau Valley uh, Cowboys boys basketball team, also uh, Jack Vig. And uh, we also have with us uh, on the program this morning uh, Parker Ralston as well. And, and Parker, kind of take us through uh, – 
what the season's been like for you in terms of how you view your role with this basketball team and what you try to do in terms of uh, helping this basketball team win games? Uh, my role on the team is to kind of help control the offense, and I like to make opportunities a lot for my teammates to score. You're averaging 7.9 points per game right now and uh, 3.4 assists per game. Uh, as Jack mentioned, you guys uh, played a lot in the in the summer, uh, went to some camps. Uh, what was the focus for you as far as kind of like with Jack, his uh, key where his focus was on getting bigger and stronger, getting better on the glass, what was your focus? Uh, was it in terms of developing better court vision uh, to, you know, to find the open guy? What were some of those things you tried to really work on? Um. I was trying to look for look for my own shots and then also find more opportunities for my teammates through like driving and better passing and all that. We're talking with uh, Plateau Valley boys basketball coach uh, Mike Vig, uh, also Jack Vig and Parker Ralston of the Cowboys. Jack will bounce it back to you. Uh, I mentioned you guys uh, had that, that big win against Crowley County last year, lost to Golden View Academy in the, in the state tournament. Uh, how much was that... Uh, the the emotion of hey a big win against Crowley County, uh, getting to the state tournament, having some success there, but then maybe not accomplishing everything you wanted to. How much has that stayed with you heading into this season with uh, maybe some unfinished business for you and your Cowboys teammates? Uh, actually, we after our win against Crowley County, we beat Golden View. Oh, my, my, apo- my, apo- my apologies. Uh, you're good. But uh, when you got eliminated from the state tournament, though, what I mean, that had to be a, it was a carryover of emotion to this season. How have you used that as maybe fuel for this year to, to go all the way and, and try to win a state title? Uh, yeah, it sucks losing our first game, especially a blowout. And we, I mean, we still won something, but it wasn't quite enough for us. So we do want to get back to the state championship and, and win it. Parker, what about you? Same feeling that the, there's unfinished business for this basketball team? Yeah, that's the same unfinished business. What do you feel like has to be different this time around, Parker, when you guys get to state uh, to, to come away with a state championship? Uh, last year we didn't have experience, and we are still young. And this year we got the experience and know what is needed to be done to be at one of the top teams. It's our uh, Rick Nelson American Family uh, Insurance Teams Team of the Week, the Plateau Valley Cowboys, and we have Coach Mike Vig with us. And, and Mike, looking at the RPI right now, you're fourth in the RPI behind Simla Marino and uh, Crowley County, who you beat last year in the state tournament. Uh, you guys are in a really good position right now in terms of the RPI heading toward uh, the postseason. Yeah, yeah, I think we're set up. I think that there's legitimately probably seven or eight teams that have a chance to win the whole thing. There, it's pretty, um, it's a pretty loaded group. We saw, I mean, similar Crowley and, uh, and us were all at the state tournament last year, and neither, none of us uh, – uh, accomplish what we wanted to so there's going to be some hungry teams out there and some real good teams and we're just looking forward to getting over there and uh, seeing what we can do against them and see how we measure up yeah just to, to clarify earlier i misspoke with uh with the the loss to uh to gold and that was actually a win over gold and the loss was to ray in the state tournament 53 to 27 you know jack talked about that a little bit uh, mike in regard to this team not having a lot of experience last year it's an experienced group this year and I think certainly you're seeing that right now with the 17 and one record from your basketball team that uh, guys know what it takes to win. And uh, they, they have their sights set on winning a two way state title. Yeah. I think last year we kind of, we kind of snuck up on some people. And when we got over there, like, like, like they said, we were, we were fairly experienced and young. I mean, we had no seniors last year. We had one, I mean, but he was, he was further down on the bench, but 
we had we had a, a young group, and this year, just getting over there and experiencing that, and maybe coming up a little sh- well, coming up definitely coming up a little short, and we got a little starstruck, I think, in that first game, and you know, with the big stage and the and the big arena and everything, and this year. Um, knowing what's ahead of them and what it's like over there. I think that the boys have been real focused and real hungry um, to get back over there and, and maybe uh, get on that winner side of it and maybe uh, compete for a state championship. Jack, of course, has had a sensational season, Mike, uh, over 15 points per game and uh, almost eight and a half rebounds. Take me through some of the other guys. For example, uh, a player that uh, right now is currently second in scoring, Jackson Bevan. He's at over 10 points per game. Uh, what has he brought to the table in terms of, of his uh, his talents? Because obviously scoring the basketball, being a good complement to Jack, has been part of what uh, what he's been able to, to bring to the floor for your basketball team. Yeah, he, he's our big fellow inside. Um, he's, he's an excellent rebounder, big, solid kid, about 6'5", and about 230, 240 pounds. He's a, he's a, he's a, a force inside, and we, uh, we pride ourselves on, um, on being balanced. We've had six players this year that have scored over over 20 points in a, in one game so we're not we're not one dimensional by any means or two dimensional we are we have a, a bunch of kids that on any given night can come out and and fill up the, uh, the scorebook but yeah jackson is a, is a big key for us because he he's that enforcer inside he's that that big fella that you know will go up and get you a rebound play really great defense and and just help us all around as far as uh, what we're trying to do so, Mike, you guys are on the road uh, coming up on Saturday. You go to Vail Mountain uh, for that game, uh, last game of, of the regular season. You haven't played Vail Mountain uh, so far this season. What uh, what's the scouting report on them? Um, they're they're a pretty good team. They're probably the, the second best team in our in our league. Um, always really they have really good size. Always um, they they I think they're normally six foot six three six five across the board. Um, we haven't really seen them because they're they're pretty secretive. They don't. They don't put a lot of. The, they don't have NFHS or anything like that. So we've had to search for film. But they're a pretty solid team, and it's going to be a test for us uh, coming up Saturday. All right. Uh, one final thing from uh, both uh, Jack and and, and Parker. Uh, Jack, we'll start out with you on this one. The teammate that they cracks you guys up the most. That keeps things loose. Maybe uh, maybe things are uh, you know not going great at practice. Got to loosen you know loosen up the guys a little bit. Uh, make a quick joke or something like that. Do you have a guy like that on your basketball team that keeps things light? Oh uh, yeah, Parker Richardson. So what does Parker do? Is it imitations? Is it what what does he do that cracks you guys up or just has that that great little uh, quick uh, comment about something that makes everybody laugh? Uh, he's pretty much just a goon. He he messes around a lot, but he's always bringing joy to our team. All right, both on the court and off the court in practice. Yeah, you, you need those guys, right? You need those guys. Um, yep. So, so Parker, does anybody, when you guys are in the vans traveling, does anybody feel the need to sing? And if they do, who is it that shouldn't be singing? If you guys have like some music on and you're you're all listening to it in the van, it'd probably be Cody. The, Jim, Jim, there's a lot of singing on the on the bus. It's hard to pick out. Who actually is a good singer and who's a bad singer? Because all it all sounds like screaming cats in the back there when they turn their music on. So it's there's nobody that's going to be uh, trying out for American Idol anytime soon. I don't think. 
Mike, I expected an honest appraisal of talent from you, sir. And I mean, being a coach, and we're getting it right there from from you. So, so nobody nobody needs to quit their their day job at the moment playing basketball. No, I, I think I think they better stick with basketball and um, and that kind of stuff because, uh, yeah, it's uh, it it's it can sound pretty rough back there at times, and but it doesn't it doesn't bother them if 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 you rip on them a little bit, they just sing louder. So. They just it's just we just let them go and let them do their thing and hopefully they just get tired of it after a while. Now, Mike, I have to ask: Is this is this being you older coach, younger guys, different music, or is it they just can't sing? Well, well, it's a little of everything. They're, a lot of their music <laughs> is is pretty questionable. Um, they're you know every once in a while we'll get a Justin Bieber back there or a Taylor Swift or something, and you know then I I start to question things, but. Um, you know, it's it's a combination of it all. There, I mean, their music is, I mean, obviously not what I would choose, but um, yeah. But the singing it doesn't match. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't sound all that great. It's it's uh, it's changed quite a bit since your days at Central, right? Yeah, yeah. There's no more, there's no uh, no Def Leppard and that kind of stuff in in the bus. It's it's all the modern stuff, and it just it just shows my age, Jim. Because you know, I'm sure I thought my music was cool when I was a kid, but it it doesn't sound all that great to me right now. Yeah, I'm I'm sure Coach Phillips had some thoughts on that back in the day. I'm, I'm oh, sure I'm that. sure he did. <laughs> I'm sure he did. <laughs> hey, Mike and, and Jack and Parker, I appreciate it. Best of luck at, at Vail Mountain on Saturday. And, of course, we'll, we'll, Mike will catch up with you as you head into the state tournament. Uh, I know, like I said, you guys haven't finished business. You'd love to win a state title and certainly have the talent to do it. I, I appreciate the time. And thanks for being our Rick Nelson American Family Insurance Team's Team of the Week. And, and uh, helping us learn more about the Plateau Valley Cowboys basketball team. I appreciate the time. Yeah, we appreciate it too, Jim. Thanks for uh, having us on. All right, take care. All right, that's Mike Vig. Played out at uh, Central High School. I think Mike Mike was on the 1990-91 team. Might have been. I'm trying to remember. I believe remember. that's what John Sedanich said. Yeah, I believe he said. Could, could have asked him about that. Hey, you going to come down and pop the top if Central beats Fruta? Once again, though. In regard to Central, they went they went all the way and mm-hmm. won it in an undefeated season yeah. in 1990-91. So, Fruit has got work to do. 21-0 is very impressive. It's an incredible season. But they still have a lot of work to do. And it continues tonight when they play out at Central High School. All right, uh, once again, uh, thanks to uh, Mike Vig and uh, Jack Vig and Parker Ralston from the Plateau Valley Cowboys basketball team. All right, do we have a winner, by the way, for who is it today? We do. Okay, I'm going to push this, and there we go. Uh, and now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Mike correctly identifying Nafi Perez. All right. Zaraki's gold glove winner, and still the franchise record holder with 690 at-bats in a season. If he's a pretty good old player back yeah, in the day. Yeah, he was. Yeah. All right. So coming up next hour, um, we're going to um, talk about the streaming for the Rockies because mm-hmm. we've, we've been waiting to hear what they're going to do in regard to that with the, the demise of AT&T Sportsnet. Yep. How are you going to be able to watch? Of course, you'll be able to listen to Rockies games with us here on the team. But if you want to watch them, how is that going to work? And so they've... They've at least given you part of the answer and a pretty significant part of the answer mm-hmm. moving forward with uh, the Rockies.tv that, uh, that they've launched.
But we'll dive into that more next hour. That might be not a four-down territory, but just more of a standalone segment. Uh, also next hour, uh, we'll, we'll preview the Maverick baseball team taking on Montana State Billings. It's the uh, leadoff weekend presented by Courtyard by Marriott. They have the leadoff dinner tonight. Uh, that is, uh, the tickets are now uh, no longer available for that, by the way. But uh, you can go out and watch uh, the Maverick baseball team take on Montana State Billings today or catch it on the radio. I'll have it along with Ray McLennan, 1245 today here on the team presented by Ken Richard State Farm as the Mavericks take on Montana State Billings. Mavericks uh, 17-5, and five, by the way, all-time against Montana State Billings. They've had some pretty good success mm-hmm. against uh, the Yellow Jackets. So uh, also next hour, I had the chance to talk yesterday with Blake Griffin, sensational Montrose running back who signed his letter of intent yesterday to go to the Merchant Marines and play football for them. And uh, you'll find out why he made that decision to join the Merchant Marines. I uh, think it's, uh, it's a really cool thing that he's he got into as a young kid uh, with a love of aviation. So we'll uh, have that coming up next hour, along with our first edition of In the Garage and NASCAR Fred, brought to you by Montrose Ford Nissan. So stick around for that. Also your chance to win with Wrigley Fields Colorado Sports Trivia. That's coming up next hour on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network online at theteam1340.com.